Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Ryan. And we are track walking. Did so the thing. We are back at Gingerman Raceway. Um, Can't get enough. We're going to do a track walk. But here's the thing. Since Tom and I did a track walk here not that long ago, Ryan, Kristoff, and I are going to walk Gingerman in reverse, which is a configuration that is run here on occasion. Yes, on occasion. Have you ever driven it? Uh, a number of times, yeah. I think uh, mostly at Honda. Uh, I can't say. Oh, that. <laughs> the meat. The meat that shall not be Honda's. M E A T. So I've never driven it in reverse. I've heard good things. It's different. <laughs> it's a whole different track. It's interesting, actually, just as we're walking. So we are already almost down to the fence at what would normally be turn 11. I'm just going to refer to them in standard yeah. clockwise. Um, I didn't realize there was that much elevation. <laughs> a big hill. <laughs> coming out of uh, turn 11 on the The exit definitely catches you. Yep. Or it starts to go uphill right at the normal exit. So but when you're in reverse, it's almost like a turn one crest. Yes. So one thing while you are track walking just a hot tip a great way to know how and when to enter a corner when you're track walking is to get to your exit and turn around because that gives you a really good picture and view of um, the other side basically where you want to end up you turn around and all of a sudden you can start to picture how you need to get there if that makes sense it does make sense all right top tip for you so anyway we are at an unnamed event of a certain car manufacturer here at gingerman raceway and uh christoph is leading the instructor group it's my annual duty to duty. <laughs> um, but you've been doing beginner stuff for like a while a real long time well i started as an instructor as a dumb kid who somehow was still able to instruct people <laughs> looking back, but it was like 2006, 2007, the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. Or not, yeah. That's, uh, it's been 15 years. Holy crap. How's, how's that set with you? So, yeah, the track backwards. How's that? <laughs> but you're also known for driving, I think, one of the cooler Hondas around it's it's super cool honda yeah it's, it's a the tube frame first gen crx with history with history it does have history yeah she's tell, old old girl tell me about it it's it was built i think in atlanta or first registered and raced in atlanta in like 86 runoffs at, at road atlanta when they when they had the dip <laughs> yeah so the car is about as old as I am, and actually the body itself is even older. But yeah, been around forever, changed a bunch of hands in SCCA, and GT4, and then GT Lite. I think it won GT4 in 2004, which is kind of cool. Not a whole lot of cars win runoffs in SCCA. There's always a lot of repeats and right. dominant people, so it's pretty cool. It was an underdog one year. Um, then I got it in 2017, ran the crap out of it in SCCA, and just can't stop playing with it because it's super cool. I drooled over it for 
a few years at the guy's shop and then it was for sale for like a year and then you have to buy it. And I was about to say like it's that that car is I mean it's not like a normal Civic or something like that that Boring. you <laughs> so turning around walking the track backwards and looking at it from a normal view it's boring because I've seen this corner a thousand times but it's interesting like so we're looking at turn 11 from what would be the standard configuration turn in point and it actually goes downhill just after turning until right before apex the dipper and then it does come back up a little bit so you kind of have to turn in with a little more speed than you think and then it, it'll catch you it catches you or the catch fence <laughs> which is <laughs> something's going to grab you if it's yeah. hopefully the sand before that because that's not the kind that, that your crx is not the kind of car i could imagine that if you're shopping for a miata or you're shopping for like your standard track day car the crx is something very different yeah well my dad grew up running an f production triumph spitfire which was you know small car super mechanical carbed old tech but whenever he was younger and everybody's running around going to tracks and goofing around everybody had old british cars so it's kind of like what we do with all the dumb Hondas and Miatas is the same thing with British cars back then. So sure. his was one that stuck around for a while. And um, so we switched from that to this car is kind of the same pace. Also really small fit in the garage, fit in the trailer. So it's kind of a no brainer and all the cool Honda stuff, even if it's ancient engines. Yeah. And since then it's, so you, you basically played with it as is for a couple seasons, right? Or as you yeah. bought it, I should say. I mean, yeah, I bought it, and let's see, I bought it, like, November in Michigan. So it, you know, sat in the garage and was like, all right, I'm going to clean up the wiring inside. Ended up, you know, repainting stuff, made a little switch panel, just kind of started to make it my own, little sure. basic stuff. Ran it once and then started changing suspension. It had, like, super soft springs in the back, and, like, the shocks cranked all the way up. Like, I don't know, we can't get it to turn. So... Okay. Like quadrupled the rear spring rate and turned the shocks down, and yeah, it started to to wake up and go from there. Okay. And so from SCCA, you've again you've been involved with Grid Life for a minute. So when GLTC Forever. was announced, there was kind of a rule for your car written in. <laughs> It was like, hey, Adam, I want to come play, too. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a rule in there. Two-frame chassis are allowed, but with a 6%. Yeah, it was 6% whenever they like put that. it in the rules. Um, so I, at first I was just running as whenever we did earlier, like an expo car. So I couldn't get points. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't qualify higher than, like, sixth, I think it was. Um, so it's not like the quote-unquote cheater car, car not to the rules, isn't running up front. Cause I agree that it's kind of dumb when you're trying to build a series, but they still let me play on my goofy tires. Basically, was what was holding me back. Yeah, thirteens, right? Yeah, but it was fun to run those and like pull the restrictor and just run, you know, at a better power to weight with those tires and arrow. Yeah. That was super fun. Look at the sky. That's so. That's something Tom said last time we were here. Don't you love hearing on a radio like, "Hey, look at that." <laughs> I'm an idiot. All right. 
It is nice though. Now, if you look above you right now, you'll see a beautiful sky. <laughs> <laughs> Just above the Becky head, there's a beautiful sky. Yeah, we should note <laughs> that we came out 20 minutes after the track went cold. 30 minutes after the yeah, track Yeah, a little went cold. slow. Why were we slow? Um, we were trying to fix Jibay's, uh car. And well, you were. I just rolled up late, but yeah, I think uh, we think we found the, uh, the yeah. Problem, he's so. a happy boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. If Adam's car is actually running, he's much happier, which I get. So, I want to jump ahead, and then maybe you can like fill in the gaps for me a little bit, because the last two seasons of GLTC specifically you've put a fair bit of time and work into updating yeah. the car to make it a little more competitive yeah it was kind of stuff that I kind of started with doing some things to the car that I was kind of curious about but in the SCCA rule book didn't really make a ton of sense like 15 inch wheels put sure. some big brakes under it something like that down the road but step one was can I fit a big tall tire in it instead of the little tiny bias ply slick can I run a radial which became with a bigger diameter more of a thing when we said buy to slicks especially yeah and if I wanted to play by the GLTC rules and use that uh, at the time 6% modifier just to actually be legal and get points then I had to run a what's it a rate an R7 at the time Hoosier okay. if you're running Hoosiers well, and there was no good 13-inch tire anyway, so making a jump to those meant running a bigger diameter, going from a 20-inch tall tire to a 23-inch tall tire in a which, tiny little car. Which which is nuts because I'm 23s, that's what Miatas run, that's what old Civics run. Yeah. And it's, like, nowadays, it's a tiny tire. Yeah, and right. The, the and that, that was huge. Yours, yeah, yours it, gained a ton of, it gained an inch and a half of ride height just by bolting them on. <laughs> So I should <laughs> you note, do it to any car to look goofy. I should note that Ryan and Where I are, we? are walking a little fast, and we are taking the 10A shortcut in reverse <laughs> because we have a instructor meeting to maybe do. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I've driven 10A in reverse before. There's, I've done 10B a plenty. So 10B, let's just talk about it real quick yeah, since we are it. walking on the track. As you're braking into 10B from the back straightaway, uh-huh. there's a left kink in reverse. Here. In reverse, that makes that little notch at the exit of 10 when you go up over the hill normally. Oh, yeah. It's a left kink. So you're flat, staring at the top of a treetops in a church, and you just have to kind of huck it left and then slam on the brakes and trail them in super long because it gets tighter and tighter and tighter as you get further up into the hill and then you hit the gas up the hill to exit probably which sucks because the car probably has no torque yeah your yeah. car has no torque no torque um so but yeah, yeah that was challenging fitting those taller taller tires was an ordeal i mean you a little bit it was more of a now to get the ride height back down you have to basically slam the suspension you know Control arms and everything go up, roll centers change, bump steer <laughs> went out of the window it was designed for and started to get wonky. Sure. Um, made it work. Car still f- felt pretty good once we got everything close. Not a lot of travel, but did make it work, and that meant I could bolt on the 200 treadwares 
yep. which GLTC was experimenting with last year. And you we and both I did that. had one of the best times at Mid Ohio. <laughs> oh, it's so fun! If you recall, rain or rain dry? Oh, the two hundred treadwear. Yes, both of them. So Ryan and I last year, last race four at Mid Ohio, it the weather gods answered my prayer and it <laughs> rained, and it got heavier throughout the race. So when the yellow flag went out because Katil got stuck, um, we were coming around and I'm on the radio with Becky and I told her, you know, let me know, you know, so they're gonna throw the green flag on the back straight, blah, blah, blah. I assumed. <laughs> Turns out the pace car was already in, which we couldn't see back where we were. <laughs> And yep, Becky's I like, remember this now. Uh, actually, on the front straight, the woman has the green flag in her hand. You're back to Go. green. And I'm like, okay. And Ryan had no idea we were back to green. I was on a yellow lap. I th but we were just, you know, a bunch of ducklings waiting I, for the pace car, waiting to pack it I up, cruising around. I by you, and I remember talking to you after the race. You were like, what the hell is this guy thinking? Like, wow, doing? what an asshole. Who do you think you are? And then it's like, oh, it's green. <laughs> Chase <laughs> Scott, and, yeah. and uh, it was it was like one of my only chances because again I'm on street tires. Well, I was on Hoosier H2O, You've got so H2Os. I and front wheel drive, like a stupid advantage. Yes, <laughs> so that was a good time anyway. But then the next day on Sunday we had no competitive events, but that they were going to do a 200 treadwire tire fundraise. Yeah, and not everybody ran, but we had a pretty big grid still, 20 yeah. something cars. Yeah, high high teens anyway, like yeah. somewhere around there. And you and I started pretty close because it's basically come up to grid. You'll just grid however you want to and go. And you and I were at least within two or three cars. And I want to say, first lap, going into China Beach, from China Beach to oh, yes. the carousel, it was going into the carousel, I finally cleared you. But we were side by side. And even then, I, then I got to just tuck up behind you and chase yep. you more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was from, so if you know... Uh, Mid Ohio, which is weird. We're at Gingerman talking about Mid Ohio, but man, yeah, whatever. Mid Ohio, it's fun. Love it. Um, so turn four, China Beach. Turn five, Madness. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, into uh, nine, into Thunder, Thunder Valley. Thunder Valley. Yeah, you got a little run, but I could stay. Yep. Around the outside, I think. Yep. Or vice versa. And then it was um, the kink to the right with the guard wall or the guardrail. <laughs> Yeah. And then the left, I finally barely cleared you. Oh, so but that was so good. <laughs> so good. And I'm glad you used the proper uh, turn numbers for Mid-Ohio. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. So we are... Yes, turn two is four turns. Yes. <laughs> Somehow. Changed my mind. <laughs> um, so, so we are at yeah. turn eight in reverse. We missed nine. Yeah. Again. And, and kind of... We, we going. Yeah. Well, I guess coming out of 10B, you said you haven't driven here. So Not like in reverse. No. So like 10, I guess, turn 9, you know, it's kind of like the double left. Turn nine's kind of like two yeah. lefts. Well, the first one's like flat, and then you have to start kind of wowing it down a little bit 
because turn eight's coming up. A lot of a almost decreasing radius. You'll you'll find in. that this is a theme. Wait for this. One. Well, and it's backwards. All right. Anyway, yeah, into s eight into seven. This part is like just super weird. Yeah, I would almost imagine like coming through nine in reverse into eight, like you were dancing on the edge of catastrophe coming in there <laughs> just enough to like yeah because you've been watt from that hill way down there yeah and it's all a turn and it's getting tighter you're getting faster and then you have to do your transition back left to come but, all the way out yeah and this again is weird it's like where do you want to put the car here like i just don't hit the grass <laughs> Yeah, and seven. Eventually, you're gonna have to turn left again. Usually, is like a early to mid apex, but I go out pretty early, pretty quick, and standard. But here, whatever the car likes, yeah. Here, you're, you know, you're slowing down, but not. You don't have to slow down much. It's like you just hang in the car. Like, do I use the power, go faster, and then almost spin out up here, or do I just finesse <laughs> it? I don't know. I would have to think. I've never raced it. I've only done some sessions here and there. Well, you've got me there. I would have to think a car with good rear end stability would be good in counterclockwise. Yeah, car with the the big wang on it would be really good at the the higher speed, just being stable. Yeah, because with these decreasing radius, I mean, you're not using the brake as much as you can and kind of letting your steering wheel do a lot of your scrubbing. Yeah, you're only doing like a third of a GD cell most of the way through here at like most, and then you just barely slow it down to like, you've already scrubbed so much speed by turning. Right. You're almost slowed down, but you still have to get the nose in. Which is nutty turn seven apex, which is another downhill uphill. Because like usually coming into seven regular, it's, it's a very short, it's a compact, braking zone but like it's a brake zone yeah like you hard stab of the brakes and then smooth off just to get the car yeah and that's because you have all this camber right and the mid corner and exit to catch you well now you're using that for the entry and then it flattens on the exit so it's super easy to go wide here also do you think john Raymond's going to be freaked out if we're going backwards on the track you can also see the reflection right here like how polished saw that. this yeah. section is this is the These Crocs don't part. skid, baby. <laughs> this is the slickest part of the track. It is right around the it's entry wet. and apex of turn seven. Just hang out there. Yeah, the, yeah. the outside's your best chance, but until you can actually get out there, it's... You're offline. You're offline. <laughs> over the line. Um, now, over the winter, I said, and I'll hold to it, the most interesting thing in motorsports is what you were doing with your tube cutting it's a bold statement your Scott. uprights and your big old brakes that you put on this <laughs> old tiny car that we did that was so that was some frustration from having crappy little brakes john you got a wristband on you're allowed to be out here let me see that okay you know you're good we're you're good you're late it's <laughs> it's rare that you pass somebody doing a track walk going the other way. <laughs> and he's not even faced by it. No. Um, so, oh yeah, so uh, for a long time since I got the car, the uprights on it have been like a stock Honda upright. But like 
if you were looking at the bearing area like it's been chopped and welded at the tie rod the bottom and the top and the brake mounting points oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so it was just a bearing with some like you know cast iron things just hanging out of it and that's where the suspension mounted and it all worked really good whoever designed it you know designed it well engineered it well everything worked really good for that package sure but um the brakes were pretty high compliance and yeah it's something i've been wanting to do forever like i wish i could have my own uprights but i don't have a cnc mill nor can i afford to pay somebody to make the ridiculous uprights that i would want to make yeah cause it's, um cause that's a lot of thought and design that goes into something like that even absolutely you yeah you gotta lean on a, a number of different just engineer gun feelings whenever you don't have full design staff but you you do have to run like fea on it to make sure that you're not running into some goofy sure. not strong thing but anyway um luther lloyd has his little l cube motorsports uh side hustle so luther was a, a formula sae student at i believe florida um and he had seen the crx i think even on social media of some sort possibly actually i forget luther uh, let me know later um and he said hey i want to get into doing some little race engineering and um you know he's really into suspension setup and and geometry and and all that and hey can i do that on your car so yeah absolutely so so <laughs> i do have a yes you a background in like education in automotive things um but it's like you know i've I've kind of I've done those calculations in school and these classes, but yeah, you know, I on my own car. It's it's a lot of work, and it's it's good to have like a good knack for it. Um, so quick. he took care of that. What's going on over here? They they repainted this. <sighs> so this is an exit of six. Exit of six is now red and white and all the. Uh, you definitely know where they <laughs> kind of want you to be. They spray paint candy canes the rumble strips into a fake curb yes um you, you still want to be out there if we're being completely honest maybe not like i also got a little short on the white paint but yeah maybe not like all the way but you can see how smooth this is oh my god <laughs> like all the way out on the rumbles is actually oh, it's much smoother filled yeah. it's <laughs> scott get out of there not supposed to be there <laughs> it's also a bunch of cones so don't go wide so here the cones are more of a deterrent than anything again in reverse <laughs> i would think huck it in but you've got not it. while the car's vibrating violently yeah you'd have to like there's some sort of a break that happens but it looks like a break and this is the not short after. this is the most like backwards but fun part of running this track backwards i, I think is because you're you got a pretty good amount of speed coming in here. Yeah. And Downhill. it gets cambered up at the exit of this, but it doesn't get tighter anymore. It gets wider. That's so you literally, you pretty much turn it in as fast as you have balls to do and just floor it. So you As long as you can keep the car turning right. Yeah, because your slowest point's probably, what, right before the apex at six? Evening, gents. Hey. Um track walking look at that people are actually track walking um but yeah i would imagine like your men's speed 
happens fairly quick, so there's got to be early, some yeah. sort of break, but you still just break. as much as you need. It's kind of like the turn seven break. Sure. Just a little little stab and, and huck it in because you have all the exits to work with. So it's kind of like turn seven backwards. And then you it's like the backwards the sweepers. Whoa. Oh, only you don't huck it left, so you break for turn and three. And then here, it just it gets easier. Yeah, but turn six in a higher horsepower car is a turn. I'm pretty sure you have to pedal it through here. I drove Mike's Lemons car with the the Geo Metro with the Tour Show V6 in the back mm -hmm. with two ESM LMP car turbos on it, what? and um pool railing exhaust pipes <laughs> and the thing <laughs> holy crap that thing was i'd say off throttle and on brakes sketchy to murder <laughs> so like all the decreasing radiuses were just complete murder in this configuration let's pause right here <laughs> the tom picture <laughs> It's, oh my it's god, much, it's much prettier though. It's much prettier. <laughs> but in in that car with the mid-engine and wonky, it's a lemons car, right? It's all just junkyard stuff. Sure. Well-engineered junkyard car, I must say. Um, yeah. You just put the power down and it spools up and it just wonkily just oh, rips through here and go into turn four and you think you're gonna shit yourself because it has no wheelbase and all the weights <laughs> in the back. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, because you've got a much better run through turn four, which is usually a non... It's a straight. Yeah. you, And even in my GLTC car, like I just stay left coming out of three. Turn four is a straight. Yes. Exactly. I, want, I want everybody listening to say it out loud, wherever they are right now. Turn four is a straight, people. You don't have to hawk the car left to get through it. You just drive basically straight. We should just call it straight four. <laughs> straight four. Um... So yeah, so this guy reached out to you to help you design and build yeah. these upgrades. Yeah. Um, so Luther offer I you know, we've been in contact plenty on and off projects and suspension setups. He's basically got the car suspension in CAD, uh, can pull points, run run some calcs on it, like camber curves, um, you know, camber with roll. Um, percentage of load transfer front and rear what i and he's kind of nailed down in all the years of me driving the car even it's been all these different configurations he's kind of found that sweet spot of numbers that mm. i like like if the car is here it works well and so designing these custom uprights kind of jumping ahead he kind of gave me a setup and adjusted the uprights right for those numbers yeah and out of the box it's been amazing it's so good and basically like it you got these pieces laser cut yeah and you like legoed them together with their little so, notches and then welded them yeah so going back i was like oh i don't have a cnc big aluminum fancy uprights it was kind of out of the question i was like hey i want to do these but what if we did a welded steel construction um i know some some other guys have mentioned it and then you look at all the the drifty boys with their weiss fab suspension angle kits and what they do to cars sure and their lack of mechanical sympathy and those things hold together yeah i was like that's that's up our alley like we don't have a bunch of fancy mills but we know how to weld <laughs> yeah. we know how to design stuff on the computer and 
you know, we can work with that. We can yeah. make that ourselves and not spend thousands of dollars in machining time and, and effort and material. And so, it would be easier to replicate in the event that's that a, you need to. Yeah. So, yeah, those uprights I had were unobtainium. They're, if anyone ever gets damaged, no clue where the suspension points are. I mean, I could have made a jig and done all this work. But by the time I did that, I should probably just make something that I want right. and that's repeatable. Right and robust and all that so that's kind of where that came from and then uh, mikey was online and found those all-wheel drive civic all-wheel drive swaps from s1 built down in florida um, they sell rear hubs from a crv but um, you know all-wheel drive hubs but they're splined okay. and they're in four by 100 and the splines are cut smaller for the old wago van axles which they can use that drivetrain. Well, my old car is like Wagavan generation, and I have the same axle size. So well, we it literally popped into their parts. So That's we amazing. designed it around a four bolt bolt on flange, like a rear trailing arm on a Honda, yeah. but it's on the front. So we don't have to press bearings ever again, which is really nice. Yeah, your, uh, your spring quick swap and your suspension is annoyingly good <laughs> as well at least in the rear i know in the rear good. it's easier the front's it's just like i have to lower the the ride height just to right. get the spring up enough but um boohoo yeah crimea river now yeah it's it's built to be race car things but we're able to fix the geometry and fit giant trans am size pfc brakes on it and now you're driving in a different part of the gltc field Somehow that ended up that way. I don't know if it's confidence in the equipment and just knowing that this feels good. We did a good job. I, now I know I have the best brakes yep. in the smallest, lightest car. I don't have to not trust the brakes sure. and be a little weary of that squishy pedal with all that metal flopping yeah. around in the front end. Yeah, I um, and the geometry is actually better than the best we had with the uh, old SCCA slicks. Hmm. So... I think that's a combination of things for the peoples first of all we're coming up into three. the exit of turn three which <laughs> again boring seen this a hundred yep. times yep this is weird this is turning around looking at yeah, it backwards this, so normally into turn three it's a holy crap there's a big uh divot somebody i don't Know what it's just a deteriorating cost. chunk of asphalt in the exit of three. Um, but usually into three, it's like you hit the brakes, but then it's quickly downhill, and that's like you kind of throw the car in, get a little loose, and then you ride it uphill. But here it's breaking pretty much level ground, but then it gently it slopes. Um, also, whenever you're braking, it's I think I've seen a number of people end up to the right here. I believe it. Um, I think because you're coming out of four with so much speed and you know that you need to have turn three and then the exit of it seems kind of fall away because you don't want to be on that curb mm -hmm. and suddenly the right side of the car is in the grass. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, and then again, this would be an early apex, but yeah, I almost think the, the approach here would be different because coming uphill into three... You kind of throw it in and you stay there knowing that the elevation is going to save you here the elevation until the very exit 
is only hurting you. So it almost looks to be like a true double apex <laughs> yeah. corner. With a down camber up, and then right as you exit and want to clip the grass, it like drops down. It drops the hill. away again. That might be the most interesting corner <laughs> in reverse. It seriously turns all these okay corners into really weird, interesting yeah, that's, corners. That's interesting. So, for the peoples, what do you do? What would you say you do for work? For work, I work for Bosch Engineering, mm -hmm. and we do a bunch of chassis control systems. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on ABS brakes for shoot five years six years six years now and that time's flying that means that you get to go to some cool places and like, sit in it or to, drive some very cool things yes we so bosch engineering is kind of the the niche part of bosch that works on a lot of small market high performance or kind of weird stuff mm -hmm. uh like the can-am spider polaris slingshot yep. <laughs> three-wheeled vehicles for example um turns out there's a lot of software and calibration that goes into making those things not just flip right over on you yeah I, <laughs> sure but um so i started out doing atvs um which was also like a three-wheeler the rear axle was a spool with just one brake stick axle that's fun so that was actually pretty cool to get yeah, get a job and then start riding ATVs randomly at work. But uh, learned a ton doing that. Did some big bread vans and RVs for a year, uh, like a Humvee. What like a military <laughs> spec one? No, well, no, okay. no, I'm sorry, AM General. Okay. Uh, it was not for American military use. It was could go anywhere, any country. Yeah, that's right. But. Um, and then our company's done some cool sports cars, the Singer DLS, which is like the coolest thing. Uh, 4GT and the 4GT Mark II, uh -huh. which it was pretty rowdy. Uh -huh. uh, I don't think I ever got a look at the Mark II. I was elsewhere whenever it was at our track. But and now I've been working on for our other customer GM doing Corvette stuff on C8s, which has been a hoot and brings me to a lot of cool racetracks because we basically travel with the GM performance group. It's GM, us few Bosch guys, and maybe one or two other suppliers. In international tracks. Yes, even Zinovergring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's actually some video awesome. of you in the passenger seat. <laughs> the, de the dead the weight going for a ride. <laughs> yeah, um, as you know, we don't do right seat instruction here. No. Um, but occasionally I'll have to hop in the right seat of a, a car around the track to get, well, gathering data, but you also need the seat of the pants. And yep. um, with the GM group, they do all the all the driving on the racetrack. Uh, it's one of their rules. Uh, but, you know, after kind of being in the group and seeing, you know, they're evaluating the whole car and not just my brakes. So sure. um, it makes more, more sense for their time to, you know, Every time they're out there, they can be looking at four or five things at once and not just me out there by myself doing my thing really well, even though it would be super fun. Yeah. So we're coming into two, which I... You're going to be coming hot because you've been going downhill hot. since turn three. For yeah. the for the listeners, try and keep up. We're still on track. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we, we're still going. So I would imagine, again, 
early apex to try to care like keep your speed up as much as you can i'm trying to keep my speed up i, I said another 10 15 minutes on our instructor meeting okay so. yeah, we, <laughs> we're, we're walking quickly but technically not quickly enough yeah but yeah this entry typically you apex it for or so i guess you'd actually like want to kind of hang out on the outside as long as you can keep yeah. your speed up that blend line you kind of want to like i would be almost center punch it <laughs> yeah by yeah that probably point. by the time you get the to beginning it. of it yeah and then again the transition from two into one will be interesting once we get <laughs> yeah. up there yeah so going into turn two it's another one of those wait Wait, wait, and and then wait, wait, but wait. You've got Just a great keep. sight line through here, though. Yeah, like you're uphill and falling downhill, right? Yeah, we're going the other way. Not it's a lot of grip. Hard to see like your exact track out point, but here, like, you've got a great view into one. Like, I mean, even if we're in our cars here, <laughs> like, yeah, that's I literally do this. Wheelo. This this is how it looks Ooh, down the here. The thighs. I haven't really sat down today. Have you? <laughs> Just in the truck this morning. Uh, no, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm installing a lot. Old, not as old as Scott, but I'm old. Um, how old are you? 36 uh, or I'm seven this year. Older than you. Yeah, not by much. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, because I, I always find this interesting, is you travel with a group of dudes. To yeah. Grid life events and stuff. Ah, that, them dudes. And... They're super knowledgeable. They treat it. They another hole in the track, right? The seam there, and two. Holy crap! That really is. That's not a good spot. Two of them. Yeah. Um. Shout out Mikey and Zach. And they're the super dudes. knowledgeable. Good dudes. Good hangs. Oh yeah. But they just come to like hang out and work on your car and crew and stuff like that yeah we've we've all been buddies since like early itr expo days and like i was probably like what like just going to college like just out of high school days with our hondas sure mikey had an integra zach had an rsx i had my integra and we just do our normal dumb early 20 shit in cars all the time so we've been buddies forever and yeah, uh, I think we're always wrenching on cars together anyway. Um, and they, uh, whenever I started to race my dad's Triumph, which was a really weird, cool, unique car mm -hmm. in SCCA, that was kind of like, hey, I'm going racing. You guys want a crew? Uh, my dad always had a couple crew. It's really hard to race alone, especially in these weird cars. Yep. Um, and it just kind of started there, and we we're all having a good time. Like I feel super privileged to be able to to drive the car and go out there and have all that help and you know pay him in food and beer and hotel rooms occasionally yeah. and without putting up a bunch of complaints somehow it's yeah super lucky and i mean it's most definitely a team sport as you two know um so when <laughs> not one of you guys can do that no. without the other so we're at the exit of one here, and I would imagine... Turn in is going to be... Yeah, you're out there. Just f almost a full hog. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you almost just reverse it, because the entry into two going normal, you don't do much braking other than to, like, maybe yeah, get the car it's rotated. it's uphill, though. 
Yeah, now but you're into falling. one, you're coming uphill. You don't have a ton of speed coming out of two. Yeah, I've got to imagine like maybe a slight lift and go. Yeah, just a little get the nose in because it. You can see how much uphill the exit's going to be. Yeah. Um, probably even early apex it because that's going to catch you. Yeah, the curb's in a little weird spot, but isn't, it always is. Yeah, re I'll be honest, reverse seems cool. Uh, let's ask Adam, maybe we can do it Sunday. We've done it plenty of times. Um, yeah, so I, I always just thought that was cool that, you know, it's the same group of guys coming out and like we've kind of talked about earlier like the number of drivers at a given event is far exceeded by the number of people who just come to not drive yeah and and after coming to a few events and not driving i mean i, I come to an event and driving and hauling your stuff and you know and you're i mean you're paying the fuel bills you're paying all the you're buying the tires and all that stuff taxing, man. <laughs> it's exhausting taxing. It's not just the event, it's the two weeks ahead of it and the week after it that takes up all the, the prep and worry and org. Yeah, and I've been talking and you know we've got some friends and people we know who aren't really driving this year. I mean, they're still coming to events, but yeah, they can't afford it, need a break or something. And to be honest, like they seem like they're doing just fine. Yeah, you, always, you all, as soon as the car's hit the track, like any group that you would be in or, you know, your buddies out there, immediate regret for not that having sucks. your car. Yes. I've been, <laughs> but I've been broke overall, just enough to, like, have that sensation. Yeah. I mean, but then if, like, you drove some, like, little comfy street car out just to hang out and then you went home, you're like, kind of nice not to have to pack all my life up into a box yeah. and then yank it across the state right now. I can just set a cruise at 80 and actually drive. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the things with feeling. when we drove the Miata to and from. It's like we could make way better time, get way better gas mileage. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's benefits, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we might actually be selling our little baby race trailer, um, which I think oh, yeah. is going to be really kind of What kind of one-lap competitor is going to buy that off? Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> Or some track hero. I mean, we've got some yeah. uh, Time Attack S2000s who are still yep, Alex. Still, still street <laughs> Alex is still thing, rocking which it. Which is awesome. Just the HKS liveried S2000 with a big fuck off turbo <laughs> and a wang and no top. that turbo is <laughs> enormous. Uh, Half of the Alex, engine. Good, good time. Well, and here we are back at the tire rack branded gingerman raceway tower the, for what it is and scott what we're gonna do yep. um once we get up the start finish line we're gonna see if i ran a faster lap time than tom Gorman. oh for sure you did like we were we were screwing around and we had a drunk posse behind us <laughs> distracting us take hey, that tommy yeah you, yeah you could say you've done a faster <laughs> outright lap than tom. outright we did go through A though. <laughs> that's not comparable. And time. That's a lap. Um, where can people Stairs. learn yeah. more about you? Social stuff like that. Uh, if I don't you know. want just, people to just follow you. Scott. <laughs> Scott's ratter. Uh, well, this has been a reverse lap of Gingerman <laughs> through 10A. So backwards day today. Which. 
if you ever drive that, I legitimately want you to reach out to me with video because I'm very interested in seeing what that's like. I think we should make it happen Sunday, if not for just the end of the day. Like, hey, can we go back? We just need to make sure the track uh, knows and that there's people in the right spots. Yeah, just clear it up. We're just going to scrub it It doesn't down. take long to change. Yeah. Uh, we are at Track Walking Podcast on pretty much everything. Um, so, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Ryan, thank you for uh, hanging out. Thanks for doing it. This is sweet. Uh, for the two of us, three of us, because Becky was hanging out, I'm Scott. Oh, I'm Ryan. And she's Becky. Yeah, she is. We'll talk to you next week.